Welcome to the Bagland Podcast. This is Bagland DP, where we discuss politics, tech, and tangibles. Land of the free, home of the slave. Tethers, fleeing sambos, and white supremacists should be very happy of the home of the slaves. Home of the former slaves, that is. You should appreciate what the former slaves did to build the country so you can thrive, reap the benefits of unearned benefits, so-called minority benefits, the affirmative action that's being thrown out of the window. Thank you very much. That's what you should be saying. You're welcome. You are welcome, ma'am and sir. You are very welcome for the tangibles that you received of unearned benefits from what from what my great great grandmother and great great grandfather slaved in the fields so you can sit back and enjoy the fruits of labor in this country. You are welcome. 
You are very welcome, ma'am and sir. Very welcome. I want to bring up something that's been bothering me for a while. And this is an older article where it said, what the hell? New York City's immigrants aren't happy about a new city shelter for illegal migrants. Immigrants living in New York City are upset over a new shelter for illegal migrants. They won't call them illegal immigrants, according to New York. Now, they can choke a black man out on a train, but they can't call them illegal e aliens. They can't call them what they are. So they're upset as the city continues to see overwhelming number of arrivals, according to the New York Post. The city decided to turn the Sunset Park Recreation into a shelter for illegal migrants. I'm going to change the name to make it illegal immigrants. Illegal aliens. That's what their name is. They're here illegally. Local immigrant populations don't like it, according to the New York Post. As of July 30, more than 107,000 are in city care, of which more than 57,000 are migrants seeking asylum. Deputy Mayor for Health and Human Services Ann Williams said Wednesday during a conference. Now, mind you, this is an older article. It's a month old. And, you know, I'm back. It's been a minute. I'm back. My brother Simbali's been beating me to the punch. Shout out to the homie. He's been beating me to the punch. I'm back. People are really upset from the community. A first generation Chinese immigrant who went by her first name, Chen, said, according to the New York Post, all the people use this facility from this community. The recreation center has been closed to the public while it serves as shelter for illegal migrants. So right now you take away all the benefits to us and give it to them. What the hell Chen said? Now, this is this is an immigrant. This is somebody who fleed their land. Thank you. Home of the slave. Shout out to Jill Scott for saying that home of the slave. So you fled your land and you have something to say about some of your fellow immigrants. That's a lot of that's a lot of nerve, ain't it? Democratic Mayor Adams, Eric Adams was probably sitting up there like, well, we've got to bring in these illegal immigrants. We can't do nothing for black folk. That shiny head, Mr. Clean face ass nigga. <laughs> he's up there. He's definitely now it's a problem. Well, we can't have we can't take no more. You shouldn't have let him in in the first place. says he emphasized that the city lacks a space for any more migrants and deploy flyers to the southern border, relaying that message to those crossing into the U.S. You ought to dump them right in, the, right in his backyard. Since you want them here, that's what you should do. In recent days, illegal migrants slept outside of the shuttered Roosevelt Hotel, which the city has turned into a center for them. The overwhelming number of migrants has led to the consideration of Central Park to shelter migrants in tents. Now that they're here, you have to do better than just simply deflecting blame, pointing fingers and saying it's all the fault of Washington and they better fix it for us before we have more room, Rodriguez said of the city officials. Paul Rodriguez. He said most of the people in this community are immigrants themselves or the children or grandchildren. 
He said, all of a sudden, they're denied access. That's what Lou said. Well, I mean, hey, you're taking all this money and giving it to Ukraine, of course. Of course. I'm quite sure that that's what's happening. Now, we're starting this off right tonight. We are starting this off right. Then let's go down here to Alamante Springs, Florida. This is the older article up. Somebody then took it off. I save all my articles, but somebody then took it off. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have fun tonight. We're gonna go through all my old articles. We're gonna do it like how I used to when I first first started. We're gonna do it like I used to. Oh, fam, got a new one. It says Zoo versus Offset, Nikki versus Cardi VMA beef. Oh, bros, beat me to the punch. I'm I gotta start slacking up on, start 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 macking on my slacking. <clears throat> Speaking of macking, we gotta bring this up. Now, the hood rat whorehouse rules. And the Popeye Chicken Negro Spiritual Hood Rat conglomerate has a little competition. See, back in the day, before they started calling human trafficking and stuff, we used to listen to niggas like Sugar Free. We listened to Quick and Sugar Free on, on, on the beat and everything. And let me tell you, as Pimp C said, Owen didn't, didn't, didn't do nothing but go to the internet. They made it to where black men can't get a dime and they let Jeffrey Epstein. They've let people like Epstein do all the trafficking. They call it trafficking. It used to be called pimping. Epstein was out there pimping out kids and doing all kinds of stuff. And they knew about this for a long time. Some of your favorite politicians was out there on Epstein's Island. That's what they say. And so, you know, as old as old pimps would say, you know, a lot of the holes is out of pocket. They out of orbit. So what we have now is we have a ensemble and a and and a caravan of holes that's pretty much taking the the airwaves by storm. You know they don't they don't let the pimping and the macking through no more. So we we got a return of the mac. We got somebody here. This is the return of the Mac. And there's a dude out of Mississippi by the name of Akeem Ali. And you talk about some. Show you right. Oh, this reminds me of some old stuff. Like toilet water. I'm hotter than boiling water. A bitch who don't suck no dick, me and her won't mix. Just like oil and water. Oh. The handsomest nigga you know. Downright fanciest nigga you know. They bless a king. Think I said a screen. How I'm picking this hoe. Right Baby, on. Huh? Hey, the whole neck wiping now. Oh, he's killing him. You don't need no meal. I'm a snack, my baby, and shit you can eat on me. Look, all my hoes go with me, and I'm single, but bitch, don't cheat on me. Oh, man. I'm telling you, this is what I want to hear. He remind me of Sweet Jones. Zero the Crooker got to do something with him. Got to. 
We need eight ball and MJG. I'm telling you, this is what we need. We 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 need some more of that. Wait a minute, I'm going I'm, I'm going off I'm going off the deep end here. I'm going off the deep end. What else has he got? I gotta put you. I gotta put y'all up on some new stuff. I gotta put you up on some new stuff because y'all y'all don't know about this. Y'all don't know about this. Oh, he gets off. And he got bars too. Oh, he yeah. He he's killing it. He, he's killing it. He he's killing it, man. Let me see. There was another one. Let me let me check this one out. This one's called Play It a Player. You run into other Max. These hoes is a mess. Bitch, I ain't falling. I could never be a pimp in distress. Now all this smacking I've been dealing in got me stacking my dividends. A pocket full of change. I can't fit this in out to me. This remind I'm telling you, this sound like some real old school stuff. There's gotta be eight ball and MJD and all them. Pop the product cause it's gonna sell in any season. And my bitches don't take a day off of work. I'm telling you, Mississippi got it. I think Big Crit should do the whole album. They should produce a whole album. I'm loving this. Yeah, see, we we gotta have some balance. Bitch life. I invite her over just to put some dick in her windpipe. This simp life is something I complain about day and night. Cause my bitches would probably get out of line if I didn't gripe. I tell her how to jump and she asks for a trampoline. Pimping for ages, I was macking out Mary Magdalene. Look, I- I'm telling you. We, we we gotta that's what I'm telling you, that's what we gotta have. And there's some bars. Hold on, what he, he got some bars too. Let me see these. Yeah, Rowdy. <laughs> I'm off his ass out in broad day, pull pop it and buck the chrome. At the trial, I'ma tell my lawyer to be R. Kelly and say, I don't see nothing wrong. Damn. You better talk to me like you want to live before the burner clap. Cause once it's up, it get hot for you. Bitch, you big one with a thermostat. And you can run if you Ooh. want, cause the stick got range, so I ain't really worried about it. And I don't got good aim, so if you stand in the crowd, I'ma point it at everybody. Hey, look, fully automatic with the titties on it, nigga. I came to seek a settlement. The chopper go they got a speech impediment. Damn. Y'all don't nigga. I'm dripping ether. I defeating the ceasing nigga. I'ma let the butt of this AR sit on your face. You gon' think it's my Kishi, nigga. It's about to get drastic for you. I'ma grab a strap, click clacking, and blast a nine. As soon as I stretch his ass, I'ma call the police, tell him Mr. Fantastic died. Some shit you ain't hardly seen. I'ma spark a beam, let it punch in your heart and spleen. Now we got bad blood, like mosquitoes realizing that they didn't meet Charlie Sheen. I got a new three. I'ma pop this bitch and disperse to my hands tender. Took out the original clip, put a dick at the bottom, and now it's a transgender. I get a drop on this nigga. I pull up and pop on the nigga. I let out the stock on the stick. I'm rocking it. I like the flow with your edge. Pull out the mop on this nigga. The rock is a finishing move. This hoes Vegeta. It got a vital blast. First you hear a big bang, then see. Man. So they said they, so they can't go against him with bars. Okay, what else he got? Let's see. 
Got your bitch in the scope like mouthwash. Can't buy the aim at a boat launch with it. If it can't get you, it come out the family guy. This bitch robot chicken. Adjust the optics. When I got her, the bing gon' spot her. Then the F and N to come blast it. They gon' have to carry your ass like black folks doing other kids on their income taxes. I make a suit your attire. I hop out the coop and I fire. I shoot till it's tired. Bitch, if I bust this trigger, it's gon' sound like a nigga put a pair of boots in the dryer. Tennis that cowards dump hollow tips into your bowels. You fertilize into the flowers. I ain't wanna click this bitch, but you made me do it like cookies on the internet browser. I put a dick in the butter, the blicky that side of me sick and then wicked debauchery. Sing your bitch ass when you oughta be. Bought a new lens for the cannon. I'm into photography. Bitch, if you sneeze, I'ma squeeze him. My grievance is peace. We're proceeding deleting your features. He wanna be meek when I greet him, but me, I got reason to seek and deceive him when he do. Beginning with a remedy for sending enemies a penalty. Just oh, man. The to vicinity, the oh, they, they got a problem. Because you got some bars and some pimping too? Police found a proud family that looked like a gross sister. You bitch, I do drive-bys, I do walk-ups. Play me pussy, I let it squirt. You talk shit on the internet, bitch, I'ma hop in the whip and pull up to the metaverse. Bitch, I <sighs> Oh, they, they gonna have some issues. Let me see what, what else we got. Rowling, it's about to get weaker for niggas. I pick up this stick when I'm flicking the switch on the blicky. I'm telling you now that it sucks if you hit with this bitch. And I'm trying to give you a hickey. The bullets don't hurt if they catch them. I'm John Wick with it the way that I'm working this weapon. I got a new revolver with Down syndrome. Cause nigga, this 38 special. The barrel get piping hot. That's worth the Wesley. I'ma snipe him out. We finna wipe the snot. Damn. You thinking I'm pussy. When I pull this strap, you gon' know if I'm like or not. I'ma pop up with 50 niggas. We gon' crack his head until his cranium part of your jaw. It's nothing but bare hands when we jump this nigga like Kevin Gates starting the car. Bitch, I'ma end your life over hardly nothing. Let a nigga for that he harming me You might as well hang it up Like when the people call About your vehicle's extended warranty It can get gruesome Knew it was lit from the jump When the buckshot spit from the pump Shit split through your wall Man, Jacktown, they got a Jacktown got, got something on their hands here When I pop it, you reek a smell You ain't even got a CD stop You gon' feel these bitches Like niggas who read in Braille I do a wombo, nigga Go barnacles, boy Until I ain't got no more chill I'ma pop at your dirty bubble While I'm hanging outside In your visible boat mobile He about to kick the bucket When I click and bust it Good aim, I don't miss for nothing As soon as I cock this bitch I'ma ruffle feathers You know Man, man, man. Okay, what else does he got? We got to, let's keep it going. Hands up, bitch, don't move. I got a lot of choppers aiming at your cranium and blocker blocker. It's louder than an ad lib from Waka Flocka. It's gonna be difficult to try to swallow these shots because they not talk about it. I'm disrespectful, I get out of pocket. So I'm in your crib, checking the room, dog walking and molly whopping. Got modified binoculars on the top of rockets for the pocket watchers who try to stop him. It's not an option. I can try to act like killer niggas, it's not a hobby. Good golly, I get provocative if you copy finding. I hear police is on their walking talkers. I can't really say what I'm gonna do when I see you because they watch it probably. I take a seat and shove a fork in the face. Now for reasons can't tell if she GD or a Maserati. Headshot, nigga, brain spill straight to the pavement. Hey, you see how I'm dropping knowledge? It's Village, handsome as devil. I put a dick in the clip. You really fucked. Don't be panicking, fella. I managed to blend a Beretta till I damaged yourself. Room the attention. He gon' need his paramedic and medical, and they wanna see if I can defeat you, bro. You cool up? So sure they can. Like the shit they throwing on Naruto. And rap by cartoons, and I'm cool with it. I don't even like anime, but what's love got to do with it? When I'm in your face, the burning. Your bitch didn't wanna roll on the river, so she making me turn up. It ain't major, but I'm making the colonel. Once I catch it with this right, I'm a book. Bitch, we making the journal. Take a rook and let it shoot in this park. You dubious? I took a utensil and try to put it through to your heart. Now the judge wanna shoot me in charge. My lawyer asking me why you kill a nigga over some Yu-Gi-Oh cards, bitch. Yeah, he's he's I'm telling you. Ronnie, I'm in your bushes hiding, but I'm sick of camping, so I hop out clicking blaming. Bitch, just effing in, put more niggas in line than a Popeye chicken sandwich. Quack and shit. I'd have smacked this bitch with a balled up fist and beat his ass. A swing from me gonna take a toll on you. This shit finna feel like an easy pass. I'ma squeeze and blast, let the heater bereave his ass. It's gonna be simple as that. If I catch you slipping, put this bitch to your head like a COVID temperature check. Bitch, I'm an imminent threat, so up your ass with one stick in my Timberlands at. But think of shit sweeter than cinnamon. Cemeteries where they send you sentiments at. I grip a pistol that 
long as a stick of celery. I aim at your bitch's belly. I ain't showing no face when I spray, so the witnesses probably gonna say it was Wizard Kelly. Fuck her up. If it's enemies in the vicinity, I aim at anybody. Then I gotta let this nina go, cause this bitch a thot. <laughs> she got too many bodies. Hey, I snuck a Glock in this bitch. I'ma pop it and get this shit shaking like wet hands. But I gotta wear gloves so police won't see the print like a dick in some sweatpants. Nigga, I'm a proud investor of this pistol that's loud and messy. I let a coward test a 45 kill you, then it's touching your kids. This bitch a child molester. And I ain't stopped the partner until everybody get colostomy bags and breathing tubes. This gonna be some shit you ain't never seen like white people cooking seasoned food. Ronnie, I'm in your bushes hiding, but I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah, he, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's, it's, they got a serious problem in hand. If they think that they're going to go against these bars, I haven't heard bars like this in a minute. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. What's this other song? It's called Black Velvet. I, I'm surprised I didn't hear about this guy earlier. I just heard about him like a few weeks ago. You think you're smoother than me? No, Daddy. I don't think I'm smoother than you. I didn't think so. Oh, man. This reminds me of balling. Yeah. Gee. You ever felt velvet on a pimp with a smooth aura? My mood sort of chlorine, baby. I'm cleaning in pool water. No strings attached. My groove cordless. I'm still sick with this shit. I'm food poisoning and managed to put the Mac on no dude daughter. You ever met a nigga who was slicker than Vaseline on a bowling ball? A nigga who don't say... They, he killing it. He is killing it. All right, what else we got here? Let's play this clip from the sister. Terry, it don't matter what the fuck you think they are. Do you want to help? Terry, it don't matter what the fuck you think they are. Do you want a husband or not? You come in here talking critically about men. Do you want one? Do you want a man? If you want a man, become more desirable to men. If you don't want a man, you don't got to do nothing to be, be more desirable to men. You don't even want a fucking man. But if you do want a man and you're not willing to adjust yourself to be more desirable to men, you're fucking delusional. You're the problem. Facts. If you don't want a man, it don't matter. But if you do want a man, you better find out what the fuck they think and how they feel. Or keep doing whatever you've been doing. And keep letting that roll spray your pussy. Where you can't even come with a partner now because your pussy fucked Because you've been, you've been, you done electrocuted your pussy. And you and your friends sit around each other talking about what y'all, what y'all think y'all know about men. And drinking all that wine and getting all them yeast infections and just talking to each other. Shit that y'all know nothing about. Frying your pussy up with them roses and, and I'm She said it well. She's trying to give the sisters out here a little bit of insight. I stumbled across this because sometimes I kind of be scrolling to the gram because you know thinking of little ideas where you know I could put little analysis to you know when I got this podcast going. And she's really talking to the little hood rat feminist chicks that's got all these complaints and whatnot. And she's like, look, this is the game plan. No matter how you feel, this is how it goes. So shout out to that sister. She's reading them they rights. And what do we got here? This is another one. Now listen to this. This, this is a big problem 
And this is a real big problem that nobody wants to say, wants to talk about. Listen to this one. That does not even believe their own daughter right here. That's a serious problem to me. And it's a problem in the black community because I'm voicing to you that your husband was inappropriate with me. And why do you not believe that? Yo, I'm lying. Why am I finna lie to you about that? You stay lying coming from my child. This has happened for years, y'all. I come in this. Y'all see this? Coming from my child is always. You really taking up know him for a long time. It don't even matter. I get out of class. When I get out of everything, I feel so uncomfortable in this house. And she want to sit up here and take up for this man. Like, you're disgusting. Both of y'all are. So I have to get, get pregnant, take care of them. You all know how hard this is for me to even believe this? Because this man, I have to come in my home with my mama that's supposed to love me. And you want to sit here for him. This oh, makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. And no, she want to sit here and justify it. You, know you are sad. You are sad and disgusting human being. I swear to God. I don't even look at you as no mother. I have a mother that does not even believe they're on. I believe the child. The mom looks like this overgrown, roasted, rejected snapping turtle out of Jim Lake. Shout out to Jim Lake, you know, and she probably got some snapping turtle looking nigga. I can look at the mama and I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining the dude's pedigree. He don't have too much going on. Black folks don't never want to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this tonight. You got uncles, cousins. Sometimes the husbands, it always be a weird uncle a lot of times. It sometimes be an auntie. Mm-hmm. It be an auntie. Yeah, let's talk about the women's sex predators. That shit's skyrocketing right now. They sleeping with kids in the classroom. Snapping. She got a snapping turtle looking mama. And she don't believe her child. I, I believe the kid. I really do. Let's go to the next clip. What else we got? Now, this is a doctor. Let's see what he has to say. America is this time to. My name is Dr. Tamper. I am in private practice in Omaha, Nebraska. I don't wear a mask. I see over 200 patients a week. I come in close proximity with every patient that I come across. Why haven't I contracted this so called disease? Americans make up 5% of the world population, but yet we take in 65 to 70% of the world's pharmaceutical drugs. We are one of two countries that allows pharmaceutical advertisements on the television. But yet 80% of Americans are suffering with a chronic disease associated with poor lifestyle choices. 700,000 people will die of heart disease this year alone. Doctor, please. Bring yourself in order. 600,000. Now, somebody, I'm looking at comments here. Somebody's saying he's a chiropractor. He's not a physician, not licensed to practice medicine. Hold on. Let's see. 
Somebody said he's a chiropractor and he's a joke. He says he's a doctor. So hold on. Let's see. Oh, there's really nothing else. Oh, listen to this. This is very interesting and this is pertinent. We were just talking about this. Damn it. Hold on. You cannot convince me otherwise that Sexy Red is not an industry plant that was put here to help finalize the destroying of the black woman image. They was already had us under attack and she was here to just finalize the process. The way they trying to force her on us is just crazy. Like I wanted to go see Drake, but once I found out Drake had her opening for him, absolutely not. Try to portray it as if we all Pukishas. And if you don't think that this is successful, just look at what hip hop and stuff did to black men and how it had people stereotyping black men as criminals and thugs, right? Even to this day, black men are still fighting to get away from that stereotype. But as of now, black women are under attack because this Pukisha, like this whole narrative that's being pushed that all black women are Pukisha. so hypersexual because every time you cut on your radio, every time you cut on your TV, all you see is these over hypersexual black women. That is bad. That is bad. And y'all don't understand what that can lead to. The same way promoting thugs and criminals hurt black men because it led to a stereotype of trailer park trash and allowed women who trailer park trash to be the face of them. You'll never let them see them tarnish their image that way, right? But not us. That's not true. us. We'll let Pukisha get the limelight. We'll support it. We'll get behind it. We'll sing the trash music. We'll stream the trash music. We'll repost the trash music. We think it's. You cannot convince me otherwise that Sexy Red is not she's, an industry she, plan. She's, that was she's right. She said Pukisha. That's a, <laughs> that's a new one. That's a new one. That's a new one. Oh, shit. The Underground Railroad Comedy Tour. Underground Railroad Negro Entertainment. Notify me. Hell yeah. I'm going to watch that, nigga. 10 a.m. Yeah, I'll, I'll be taking the ticket symbol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be watching that. I'll be watching that. Okay. Now, now what we're going to have to do, with that being said, see, when a sister says it, it hits, it hits different. It hits different when a sister breaks it down like that. Dr. Francis Cress Welsing talked about that. Let me see if I could. No, 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 no. Oh, they get tripping. She was also on. Let me see here. program via TV and everything else. You don't need a black man. You just need a white man to give you a job. At the same time, they're saying to the black man, you don't want a sapphire. She's too argumentative. She talks too much. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? What you need is a white woman. Now, what does this program via TV and everything else? She's, you don't been, need she's been saying this for forever. Shout out to Howard University and all them coon ass niggas over there that removed Dr. Francis Cress Weldon for keeping it real. Shout out, shout out to them. The white men can have white women and they can have black women. They can have anybody they want. But black men were confined to black women and they couldn't even have her. Well, let's when say they wanted this. her. Let's but say this. Now, Some black men the say they're super fly. Opening. Some say they're shafts. Some say that they're mm -hmm. super nigger and that they have power that they don't have. That's a fantasy. 
You see what I'm saying? We can say a lot of things. I can say, for example, I'm a psychiatrist and I'm free. Does that make it a case? No, it doesn't. The proof of what is it that I can do for myself? Can I protect my children? Can I protect anything that I call mine? The mm -hmm. ultimate answer to that is no. Yeah, so that we can say a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Black men can think that they're doing a lot of things. It was not black men who said that white women could come now into the black community mm -hmm. and start picking up whatever black man they want. Mm -hmm. The black man didn't have anything to do with that. And if the white supremacy mm -hmm. system tomorrow morning wants to turn it around and say all white women come home because it's essential to maintain mm -hmm. white supremacy, all white women will go home. Bars. Don't you think, Francis, that psychologically white men can have white women and they can have black women, they can have anybody they want, but black men were confined to black women and they couldn't even have her. Well, let's when say they this. Wanted her. Let's but say this. Some black men the say they're super fly. Opening. Some say they're shafts. Dr. Francis Chris Welsing has been talking about images for forever. It was so appalling to me, I can't get it out of my mind. In terms of what has been done to us. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we would be wiser. No, we are trying to get ourselves to the point where we can establish what we would then call black culture. But we will no longer be victims of a system of racism, white supremacy. So once the re system of racism, white supremacy has been replaced with a system of justice, that's when we will start talking about our culture. That's when we will begin talking about who we really are. And it was so appalling to me. So, you know, Chris Welding, Dr. Chris Welding, she looked at it from a standpoint. She actually, I mean, she broke it down where, you know, and, and they were, they were overriding. They were, you know, all, they were, they were trying to override her a lot of times. Um, looks like somebody did a tribute. There's a slideshow by Anthony Browder. Okay. Um, they were trying to override her as much as they possibly could. Because yeah, the as she said, the Pukishas and the sexy reds and all those they they would have liked to they. The industry and society, that's what they would like to showcase. See, they don't like the Rasharazad Ali's. They don't like they don't like black do. women like this. So, you know, that doesn't always have to be the forefront issue. We know we are capable of that. The good black woman has intelligence, meaning that she knows how to behave properly in the streets. She's not in the wrong place. Some of our women don't know what else to do other than go to the bar. They need some activities. Some of our women thinking that staying home on the weekend is some kind of sin. Some of our women think that if they don't have a new outfit to wear every day, that they go self-destruct. You know, we, we have a lot of just that kind of nonsense going. Uh, every time we buy new outfits and clothes or whatever, all we're doing is sending money out of our community. We don't own no clothing stores. If the white man closed the shoe factory, we'd all be here barefooted tonight. We do. 
Yeah, they. I'm telling you, they don't. They don't like the Shahrazad Ali's and the Crest Wellsings. They do not like that. Let's come back. We'll come back to that in a moment here. I'm going. I'm scrolling through the Instagram. Oh, up. Sorry, page not found. Page not found. Oh, scrolling down memory lane. Driver in deadly North North Minneapolis crash arrested, also suspecting assault of officer. Minneapolis police say they arrested a man after he allegedly crashed a stolen vehicle into another car. Now, this was back in, remember I reported on this, where the brother got killed. He was riding around in his old school on North Washington the 21st. Stolen Hyundai. You know that's a bum. If he was up in a stolen Hyundai, you couldn't catch me in a damn Hyundai. Um, he was in a stolen Hyundai, and he crashed into the driver. He crashed into the to the to the to a classic car. The first time he's seeing the footage of the old school. Yeah, see them old schools. You know, they, I don't think they got airbags like that. So they said they arrested him Wednesday. Now, mind you, this is this was all. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. CBS Minnesota news is so janky when it comes to like the videos playing. Okay. So this was reported October 31st. I got to start doing my podcast a little more y'all. Um, so they say that they arrested the suspect in South Minneapolis after multiple near misses in the last few days. The suspect fled when officers tried to conduct a traffic stop. And they relocated him and took him into custody without incident. After claiming to have ingested narcotics, they took him to HCMC. So I'm getting some fentanyl vibes. He was booked Wednesday night after being released from the hospital. So they also say that they think that he was involved in the assault of a cop last weekend. Um, They're not really saying, wait a minute. They're not saying much about who this person was. So now, you know, my tinfoil koofy and my spidey sense went up now. Is really starting to heighten up. Because you say that this dude assaulted a cop. And he killed somebody in a crash. They think that he they think that he was a person in the in, in the crash that killed a man over north. So now I'm starting to wonder, was this a white fentanyl head? Because usually with a black person, what they do is they put them on, on, on front page news. They put black folks on front page news. So I'm starting to wonder. Now this was two weeks ago. Donald J with the toupee improves lead over Republican primary rivals after mugshot release. See, they thought for some reason that locking up Don was going to prevent him from moving forward. I mean, I seen... Jim Crow Joe had the weirdest commercial talking about buy a coffee mug or some goofy shit. I that I, I I don't know. 
I this man is not right in his mind at all. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Buy this coffee mug or some goof, some goofball stuff. I'm like, man, please. And if you look at the optics, if you turn it off and you just you just watch it, it just, it just looks sinister as hell. But they thought that locking up Don on some trumped up kangaroo court charges, they thought that was gonna kind of keep him from doing his thing. You know, so it's Kangaroo Court. The Central Park Five was also Kangaroo Court. So, you know, Don's just getting a taste of his of his medicine. That's all. That's all that's happening with that. Now, down there in Jackson, this was two weeks ago, but you guys probably didn't know about it. But down there, after the race soldier killed the black folks in Jacksonville. Because they were mad about that chair ass whipping down there in in, in, in uh, Alabama. Uh, Revolt is covering a story saying neo-Nazis converge in Orlando declaring white supremacy days after Jacksonville mass shooting. And they're basically coming out in numbers. They are coming out in plain numbers. The NAACP, they said, have been warning increasingly hostile over the leadership of Governor DeSantis. Neo-Nazis were observed in a march for the red shirts. Uh, the ADL and you know, whatever. They, they basically said that they, they were seen at Cranes, Roos Park, and Ala Altamonte Springs as the Goyam Defense League and the Blood Tribe, 51 people. You know, and then they said that they seen them outside of Disney World, you know, the Order of the Black Sun, Aryan Freedom Network and the 14 first members and and all that. I mean, like I said, these these dudes are only going to they're hyenas. These white supremacists are hyenas. So, you know, they're just kind of just showing. Now, if it would have been about 50 brothers. If it would have been 50 brothers that pulled up on a man, that we wouldn't have heard about that no more. All we would have heard about is more chairs. So that's Florida for you. We're moving right along. Now, I want to talk about this. This is an interesting, interesting one. This was two weeks ago. Uh, a Florida Gen Xer refused to go back in the office of California. Say, they said he was quiet fired and explains how you, how you know if it's happening to you. Shout out to Nitu. Let's get some music going. Now, by the way, place I work at, they sent an email basically saying, oh, it's increasing COVID. There's COVID cases. So somebody must have said that they caught COVID going to work in the offices. And what I told y'all before, they're going to be another lockdown. They're going to send people home again. And old faulty Fossey, you're going to start hearing from him again. And they're going to try to bring another jab through. That's what I believe. Now, I said that they're going to start sending people home. Let's see how long my prediction will stand within the next 90 days. I mean, it's September now. The year is going to be over pretty soon. Okay. So the Gen Xer is a brother. Um, he moved to Orlando, Florida after his lab in California went remote in 2020. He said his managers gave him less work as he adopted a hybrid work environment. He quit a job 
without a job lined up, but a remote contract gave him some peace of mind. So Steven Taylor, 51, said he remembers sitting on the train in 2020 on his way to work for the last time before his company went completely remote, wondering what would mean for his career. Because they said a lab, so I'm not really sure what kind of work he was doing, but it says after weeks of isolation and feeling mentally drained, the mechanical engineer and computer architect got approval to move from California where he worked at a lab to Orlando, Florida to be closer to his family. He gave up his office space at the California lab to a local employee in order to work from home. Okay. For the first few years, remote work went smoothly, but as Taylor inched closer to his five year mark at the company, he said he got a new supervisor who told him the company was bringing people back for hybrid work. Although Taylor said he could do all his work remotely, his manager wanted him to stop by the Bay Area offices at least once a month. So, okay, this brother gave up his space in California. So, wait a minute. Okay, so to move from California. So, he was in California working and then he moved to Orlando to be closer to family, working remote. But then his manager wanted him to come back to the Bay Area. So they wanted him to come back to California once a month. So you want him to fly out. So he was probably making some pretty decent change. You know? So let's see how this one hour trap beats going to work here. One hour dark trap. Hard, hard beats. Okay, okay. He just released this. All right, okay. We'll just roll with that. So shout out to Need To. Uh, so, so now... That means you got to fly out. You got to fly out at least once a month. And said his, he said his company would not help with relocation, nor did they help or nor did anyone follow up about arranging a schedule for his visits. Okay. Taylor said they seemed like he said it, it seemed like a sure sign. The company was vesti investing in an in-person worker and in-person workers. He also just built a new home in Orlando and couldn't leave behind his daughter, a full-time student by moving back to the Bay area. So he didn't bought a crib. I mean, I'm telling you, these companies ain't shit. That brother could have did that work. He said, my coworkers who were all out in California kind of knew I wasn't coming back. So I started getting uninvited from meetings. I got assigned less and less work. And it became hostile to me. So I know what he's talking about. He has some suspected white supremacists that were likely at work, giving him a hard time. It shouldn't be hostile. He said, it was good that I left, but at the same time, being unemployed, you have children, bills and everything, which is not the greatest either. He decided to quit without another job lined up though he did find temporary employment a few weeks later. Well, yeah, that brother is probably creme de la creme with his work. His resume is probably impeccable. Now listen to this. After bringing remote workers back to the office, some companies are quiet firing employees who either moved away from the office or were hired for an initial remote position. While some companies intentionally make jobs less appealing so employees leave on their own volition, Companies sometimes quiet fire employees without even knowing it. 
At the same time, there appears to be a growing detachment between remote employees and their employers. They tried that at my gig. Well, you got to come in once a, once a month and this, that, and the third. And, you know, now, like I said, they're talking about they're seeing an increase in cases. So they said, get a COVID test before you ain't taking no damn COVID test. Get a COVID test before you come back in the office for a meeting. Why not just send everybody home when we can just work remotely in teams? How about that? Listen to this. We find that quiet firing is most often unintentional and a result of negligent manage managers. Ben Wilger, the director of research and strategy for workplace management at Gallup told Insider. Most often, he says, it occurs when managers fail to adequately provide coaching, support, and career development to an employee, which results in pushing an employee out of their organization. They tried to do that crap to me before. And you got to get your document documentation lined up. You got to start doing that. You got to get your documentation lined up. Quoting one of my chapters from the concept of, uh, and intricacies of being black and in information tech. There's a whole chapter talking about what to say and do in the work environment when you're dealing with a toxic climate. Then look, it says some companies see quiet firing as a better alternative to layoffs. They'll kind of weed you out of there and, and make it like to where you're like, I don't even want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. Now listen to this. Typically quiet firing happens when managers don't routinely discuss goal progress. Y'all listen to this. They don't give performance feedback or recognition to individuals and don't provide workers with a compelling career path. Bars. Y'all getting bars. So they'll stop inviting you to certain meetings. They're kind of putting you with the dunce hat on. Hey, go sit over there, nigga. Go sit over there and look halfway useful. Black folks, y'all hear me tonight. You know what goes on in some of these environments. You're not getting invited to the meetings no more. Now, Billy Bob and Karen and the coon ass nigga, he's getting invited to all the meetings. But the real nigga that's not sitting up there being a uh, sacrificial sambo, sacrificial sambo souffle. Yeah, they're not. They're not inviting. They ain't go. They're inviting only what I will call the bought and paid for negroes. If there's any there besides you, they're inviting them. They're not inviting nobody else. Now listen to this part because of performance issues, team cohesion problems, or changing business needs, 
Companies sometimes try to push the employees out so they voluntarily quit. So what they do is they make the work environment start to feel like, well, this is uninviting. We're gonna create a sundown suburb. Bars. We're gonna create a sundown suburb. Hey, Jerome. Um, are you sure you want to be? Uh, are you sure you want to be part of this? L l listen to this. Dude tried that. Do y'all remember when I did that review? Don't nobody do reviews like me, nigga, over movies. Don't nobody do the nigga reviews like me over movies. I'm going to do the nigga review, the Negro review. And then after a while, you know what? We need to talk about something. We need to talk about my Monroe, Wisconsin, nigga. We need to talk about Monroe, Wisconsin. We need to talk about my trip down there in a minute. But do y'all remember this? I want to know if y'all remember this. Let me see if y'all remember this. Day three, it says 38 minutes left. Hold on, let's see. Let, okay, let, let me let me look at this. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, let me. Is that the fifty-eight minute mark? They be. I'm telling you, they they, they be taking from Jordan Peele, and they don't be giving him his credit. A lot of people haven't seen them on Amazon. The black folks that moved into, into that Compton neighborhood. I think everybody needs to go watch that. They still got it on Amazon. It was called Them. They had a black nuclear family. They ain't really have no funny shit on there. But Compton was a prime example of the sundown town. That was a prime example of the sun. They, they, it was a sundown suburb. Compton was a sundown suburb. Now, it was a little weird. There were some weird parts, but let me see. They were trying to get all the black folks out the neighborhood. All right, remember, remember this part? Hold on, here it goes. Remember this part? Fair use, YouTube, fair use. Fair fucking use. Fair use, YouTube. Now, I like the scene. Hey, the twenty. I don't want to spoil it for you. Damn it. Season one, episode two, day three. At the 28 minute mark, the brother, they, somebody, I don't know who was the photographer for them. Hold on. Let, let's look this up real quick. Niggas getting some bars tonight, nigga. It's some damn bars. 10 part series. Got pretty good reviews. I liked it. I liked it. I, I, I thought it should have got maybe a little bit more credit. Okay, the writers is little Marvin. Okay, let okay, let, let's break this down a little bit. When did it, this came out during the pandemic? It was a it's a good little pandemic. It's a good little uh faulty falsy jab miniseries for niggas to watch. Alright, now surprisingly, okay, now Lena Waith. 
she did the shy and and the shy got a whole bunch of little funny time stuff queen and slim she produced that that was kind of funny style there were some things that was funny style on there but she produced this and i i i, I could appreciate that she showcased the, the the black nuclear family on there i i could appreciate that i could appreciate that all right I could appreciate that. Where's her people from? We doing the paperwork check a little bit. She was born in Chicago. Her father died when she was 15. Her paternal great-grandfather immigrated from Barbados to Boston in 1921. Hmm. All right. Well. Okay. Now we just, you know, it ain't, 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 ain't no, you know, ain't, ain't, ain't no thing. It's all good. We just, we got to start doing little paperwork checks. Where's, where's niggas from? Where's, where, where's niggas from? That's all. We're doing a little paperwork check. All right. So, yeah, she, she, she's one of the producers on there. All right. Who, who else is one of the producers? Little Marvin. Who's Little Marvin? They're not showing much on Little Marvin. We we need to we need to find out more on Little Who's Little Marvin. You know I I go deep into this shit. I go a little deep into it. Little Marvin It's not showing much, so I gotta go to the gram. Yeah, it's not it's not showing too much on the person. Yeah, so he did them. What else did what else did this did this guy do? Okay, so this is okay. The little Marvin is a brother. All right, let's see. Well, yeah, I don't know too much about the dude. Anyway, this scene we're talking about remote. We're talking about black folks at work, right? Now look at this scene. There was a scene, the twenty-eight minute mark. They hit you with the brother Malcolm. They hit you with the brother Malcolm. They did that on purpose. Whoever whoever did that did that on purpose. Snap out of it, pal. At least push your pencil around. So the brother was he was going, you know, he he he's in Compton. The white supremacists in Compton are giving him a hard time. You know, he tried to move there, you know, integrating the neighborhood. The race soldiers are giving him a hard time. So, you know, he's just kind of out of it. And one of the white dudes there is like, hey, man, just, just act like you're busy. Fair use, YouTube, fair use. Now they over there looking at him. I can finish a whole racing form before lunch. <laughs> this brother's cold. He's an engineer. Y'all seeing I? Sees all, knows all. So he said to all C and I, 
He says, sees all, knows all. So I'm not really sure if this, if this white dude's on his side or not. I don't know. Y'all got to watch it and see. But, you know, he's so-called kind of, and you got to watch some of those co-workers too to act like they're giving you a little bit of, you know, a little bit of insight. Some of them, some of them Billy Bobs and Kins, they acting like they helping you with the job, but they really being a spy. But I don't know. I don't know. Y'all got to watch it for yourself. Thanks. Sure. I'm Henry. Yeah, I know. You heard what he said? He said, yeah, I know. So they, they've already discussed him. Gary. And don't mention it. Late. Now, why is he snapping his fingers like that to that man like he's a dog? This is California, y'all. This ain't Mississippi. This is liberal California. Fair use, YouTube. Fair use. We're doing a damn review. So now he gets up. The brother's getting up. He's walking to the office. Very passive aggressive boss he got right here. Please have a seat. Listen to this nigga. You comfortable? Yes, sir. I can't hear you. <clears throat> yes, sir. Let me share something with you. I've got love in my heart for all God's creatures, but do not bend me over, Emery. What was that about? Very passive aggressive. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yeah, yeah. Three bags full, sir. <laughs> I went to bat for you, Emery, with the board. Do you know that? Do you? You Maybe didn't go to bat for him. That that's all cap. That man applied for that job. He was hired. You they knew he was black. So now they're hitting you with the liberal limousine. See, this is more of that liberal, oh, oh, I'm white and George Floyd. George Floyd got killed. And, and hey, pass some of that George Floyd money over to me. Pass some of that, pass some of that Philando Castillo money over to me. You know, don't, don't tell anybody. It's $200,000. It's more of that liberal limousine. And then we're going to get into that. And we're going to walk right through it. We're going to go through this article and we're going to walk right through it. Don't worry. Maybe you've noticed we don't have many Negroes around here. And then it shows the black man walking through the hallway. You don't? <laughs> All right. I like a man with a sense of humor. Jeez, <laughs> man. This is just. Rochester! <laughs> Brother looking like me. I don't know who that Jack is. Benny. What the hell? No. Oh, Emery, he's hysterical. He's thoroughly hysterical. Let me ask you a question. You got a television set? Hmm? No, sir. Uh, we just moved, but I, I plan on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is it? It's uh, it's Georgia, right? North Carolina. Yes, yeah, so I so 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 that right there. That's another microaggression. I'm gonna break these down for y'all. My white listeners too. I'm mean, gonna break these down. Well, white people, y'all know. <laughs> Shout out to the white people listening to my program. Y'all know what's going on. Don't be trying to act like. Don't be acting shy on a nigga. Don't do that. Yeah. See, he said Georgia, as if as if he didn't know where he was from. He seen it on the resume. 
Why quibble? <laughs> How are you finding it? Uh, it's fine. So he has to lie. I mean, he has to say, you know what? It's a I bunch of race soldiers harassing me in my home. But uh, it'll be great. I completely understand. I'm from New Haven. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. New Haven. Where the hell is New Haven? Some telling me that this is from New Haven, Connecticut. Ha! New Haven, nigga. New Haven, Connecticut. Ivy League University. Yale. Interesting. Oh, he's from a he's from a classic race soldier town. Yeah. Connecticut. What brings you to California? Hmm? I ain't never met nobody from Connecticut. You know what I was doing a Windows 7 migration, man, for an insurance company, you know, about what, 10, over 10 years ago. Hartford, Connecticut. That's where the insurance company was in Hartford, Connecticut. And, you know, some of the co-workers were like, yeah, you know, Hartford is a little rough. You got to watch it, you know. So, yeah, he's from New, he's from New Haven. I've been to Boston, too. I've been to the Mississippi of, uh, of the East Coast. Yeah, I've been to Boston. Great food. How far is Boston from New York? Man, New York is... Eh, I ain't that far. Damn, man. Okay. If you find a decent crawler around here, you call me first, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. He's beating around the bush. What's going on now? So now he's writing something down. I don't know what it is. Is there anything? Don't bullshit me, Emery. Now you are either gold bricking no, out there. No, really? Hmm. Then what? If I'm honest, Mr. Burks, it's just. You're gold bricking. What the hell is gold bricking? Let's look up that word. What is gold bricking? To gold brick. Invent excuses to avoid a task? Shirk. He wasn't gold bricking. He was really sick. Okay, let me look at gold bricking. That sounds like some old school shit. All right, the term gold bricking Today, most often refers to employees who use company time to scour the internet or perform other personal tasks. Unproductive workers add to a business expense. Okay, so that's gold bricking. I didn't know what he meant by that when I was watching that. That's the name, gold bricking. So somebody's slacking. Our family dog, sir. He died this morning. Oh, Jesus Christ. Damn, he's more worried about the dog than the nigga. <laughs> He said, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> White upset. people and your dogs. Damn. He's capping again. He's capping again. When my little scouty boy passed, 11 years old, hip so bad we had to carry him outside to do his business. I'm not ashamed to admit I cried like a little schoolgirl, Emery. <clears throat> <But. sighs> 
I, I didn't get And then when he got up and he kind of raised his, I don't know, man. What Play the hell? Emery. Play hurt. Just get back in the game. Yes, sir. Did I say open that? What the hell, man? Yeah, I, I ain't like how he did that. Then he, then he made it like, like. Get that up to Skunk Works before lunch. Yes, sir. Great. Oh, he's hot. And everybody's looking at him. And it's like the Negro walk of shame. He, he's so damn mad. He's pissed. He said, I got to hurry up and I can, let me get to this bathroom. Y'all got to watch this shit. Fair use, YouTube. Fair use, YouTube. Y'all let niggas like Fresh and Fit on. Oh, they demonetize them Sambo ass niggas. They let punk ass Fresh and Fit. They let punk ass Fresh and Fit get waved in these. Them niggas, that whole ass nigga was crying. Now you gotta go to the stall. See, man, black, black, black men, man, we be under so much stress. He going, I'm telling you. Anyway, let's go back to the article. Other companies are practicing what some call quiet cutting, meaning an employee's position gets cut, but instead of being terminated, they are moved to a different and often lower paying or unrelated position. Remember my story of the sister that moved from Chicago. She was quiet. Cut it. That's the term that I should have used when I did my book. She was quiet. Cut it. She came in from Chicago. Damn good looking too. Anyway, uh, she came in from Chicago very professional sister, very, you know, uh, well laid out, um, very technical thinking, uh, business acumen. And I remember when I was working at, at, at an IT position, they hired a, one of these diversity inclusion Negroes. She was cool though. I ain't gonna lie. The sister was cool. And I came in to talk to HR or I came into the HR room to get something going on. And I mean, it was the whole place. And you know what? Another one of these liberal limousine places. We get, yeah, we got to cover this again. We going to take another stroll down the liberal limousine. And the sister was like, yeah, you know, they hire me as a diversity and inclusion. And, you know, I really wasn't into the, at that time I hadn't been around in the workplace when it comes to it long enough, this was like 2011 to really understand the whole diversity and inclusion scam. I didn't really understand that. I, I it, it was new to me. I, at that time, didn't even really notice too much about the diversity and inclusion and the whole LGBT thing. And I, I really didn't know anything about that stuff, you know? So when, um, when I went in the office and I was talking to the sister, she was like, yeah, they just hired me. And she pulled me to the side. Like, look, you know, they got some racial issues or whatever. They hired me. And I was like, Oh, okay. I still didn't put it in into fruition just yet. 
But you know, but I knew what she was talking about. So then I met the sister from Chicago. She was just sitting there. She didn't have no computer. She was just kind of sitting at her desk, just kind of just looking at a folder. I can't remember if she had a computer or not. I think she might have had one. It was just cruising the net. But she moved here from Chicago, had a degree and everything. Sister had a bachelor's. She had it popping. She had her shit ready to go. And I seen her. And I, she was one of the few black people that were working there. So I said hello or whatever like that. And then when she started talking and I heard the tone of her voice, I knew she wasn't from here, but I knew she wasn't from the South. So she she had a little, not a country twin. You know how folks, black folks from Chicago, most of their folks is from Mississippi or Alabama, nine times out of 10 Mississippi. So they got that accent. So when, I, when she started talking and she opened up her mouth, I said, yeah, she ain't no coon. Literally in 15 seconds. See, foundationals, the, the former slaves, the former slaves, we understand each other real quick. Shout out to foundational blacks for freedmen. We, we understand each other super fast. I knew. I said, yeah, she's my speed. I said, you know, within 15 seconds, when I looked at her and we spoke, and I said, hey, what, you know, how you doing? You know, I'm Derek, you know, I'm in the IT. And she just kind of looked at me like, oh, nigga, man. And I, she gave me, she kind of looked and I got that look like, okay, something's going on here. I said, how long you been working here? She said, you know, just a few weeks. But she was like, man, I could tell she had that look of, like, man, fuck this place. Oh, man. So when we started kind of conversating about what was going on, she said, yeah, you know, I just came up here from Chicago. I got my degree. Uh, and... She was saying that, you know, she started this job and she wasn't really doing nothing. And when I kind of looked at her desk, they didn't have her desk worked out. They ended up hiring this, 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 this Susie. She wasn't a Karen yet. She was going to be a Karen in a couple of years. They hired this Susie. So this white girl didn't really have no education. Didn't hardly know shit. Gave her the position, gave the sister's position. And they wanted the sister to train her. Quiet cutting. So they probably told, they were probably telling the sister, well, we're just going to make it unbearable for you. So she was like, man, she was frustrated. Every time I seen that sister, she was hella frustrated. Like, man, I'm ready to go back to Chicago, you know? And, um, I don't know. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. So it says maybe the most famous use of quiet cutting in the return to office era has involved rumors of employees of employers ending remote work options in hopes of employees quitting before the company is forced to conduct layoffs. Weigert said, quote, we typically find out how an employee is managed is three to four times more important, more important than their work location. Let me say that one more again. We typically find that how an employee is managed is three to four times more important than their work location. In other words, staying on top of ongoing conversations about expectations, progress, and support needed to succeed would have likely translated to a more productive and trusting relationship between both parties. You see what I'm saying? So, they're saying, well, if you have constant contact about the position, sometimes, you know, that makes a better work environment. And then you kind of trust the person a little more like, okay, they're going to invest in you. 
adjusting to a new position. This is the last paragraph, and we're going to go into a little sidestep, all right? Taylor was making in the low six figures when he decided to leave his company. Now, when you heard what I told you earlier, I could tell by just the title and the way, the cadence of the work, I could tell that the brother was making a couple bucks. Shout out to Stag Doe for sending me that article about what the median is. We going to cover that in a moment too. Stag Doe, shout out to Stag Doe. We got to have another serial hood, another special ops edition. The fans are going to have to let us know. Do you want Stag Doe? Do y'all want to hear Stag Doe on another special ops edition within the next six weeks? Is, is Stag Doe too busy? Is, is Stag Doe doing too much out here? Is he too busy to get on a special ops edition number seven? Can, can, is, is that going to happen? We got to let the fans know. Shout out to the fans. Shout out to the fans. Make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe. Shout out to the fans. So, um, damn it. What was I saying? Shit. Um, the workplace, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll say, well, Let's have all these extra meetings or whatever the case may be. If you know, if they're interested, if they're investing in you, they might do that. They just might do that. Oh, that's what I remember. The brother. Okay. I could tell, I could tell by here. Here's some of the little telltale signs where let's go back up to the article. Let's put the 10, four Kofi on here. Now the brother had a, he, he quit without a job lined up. That's the first telltale sign. He quit with a job lined up. No, why would you, with DP, Bagland DP, why would you say that that's a telltale sign? He was confident. He probably had enough paper or he had faith, nine times of the again paper. He had, he had his, you know, enough to put together to where he felt like, all right, well, I'll go ahead and get a contract. So he quit, got a remote contract. That was one of the first telltale signs. Okay, here's my next telltale sign. He was a mechanical engineer and computer architect. So, you know, he could have been maybe into, uh, he could have been a hardware architect or hardware engineer. Um, it sounds like he might have been, they say he was a mechanical engineer. So that brother might have had two different degrees. So he was able to work remote. Maybe he was doing some AWS, maybe doing some cloud work. They didn't really say where, you know, too much information, but that, that was one, that was one of the telltale signs. The other one was he was able to move back to uh, Florida. That was another telltale sign. Here goes another bar. The other telltale sign that I got was that he was, they wanted him to fly from Florida back to the Bay area once a month. A lot of times the company will pay, but the, what they'll do is they'll make you pay and then they'll reimburse you. So who got, you know, who got a rack per month extra? You see what I'm saying? So that's another telltale sign. So let's go back down to the bottom. They said he was making a low six figures when he decided to leave his company, though he didn't have a job lined up immediately. He said the decision to stay in Orlando gave him a peace of mind. Eventually he landed a six month contract at an electronics company based in North Carolina. Although the pay is comparable, 
He said he doesn't have the same health benefits as he did with the California lab, nor does he know what will happen after the contract ends. That's another thing about contracts. A lot of times they'll tell you contract to hire. They're not really doing contract to hire like that. Most companies ain't. Unless you're really, really good and you fit into the quote-unquote company culture. He said he's fairly confident he'll land a position that fits his need. Remote work has given him the opportunity to set up a cozy home office where he can focus, cut transportation costs, and have his freedom to log in whenever he wants as long as he meets his 40-hour requirement. So that's another telltale sign that this brother is highly skilled. Now he says... Sometimes you have to be your own boss and stay productive. And a lot of times you can get lackadaisical, if, you, if that's the right word, it's probably not, when you don't have anyone on your shoulder. But some days when you're just not feeling it, you don't have the pressure of having to perform in front of everyone. I don't see a whole lot of negatives with remote work. So here it says, have you quit over return to office policies, or have you pushed to get workers back? Contact this reporter at blah, 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 blah. So this is a, y'all can look at this article if you want to. They got some pretty good stuff at Business Insider. You know, they got some, they got some cool stuff. So that brings me to this. That brings me to this. We'll look at the brochure. I'm about to start grabbing brochures. All right. Now, as we continue, let's get our music back going. Yes, sir. Bagland DP, why do you feel the need to bring up Monroe, Wisconsin? Where is Monroe, Wisconsin? Where the hell was Monroe, Wisconsin, Bagland DP? Well, I'll tell you. Monroe, Wisconsin is considered to be one of the, if I were to quote, the more southernmost areas in Wisconsin. Well, Bagland DP, what were you doing in Monroe, Wisconsin? Well, my wife was going on a church outing. They were camping and stuff like that, so... The area that they were at was about 20 miles away from Monroe, Wisconsin. So we drove down this weekend, went to Madison or passed through Madison. Let me tell you about Madison. Madison, Wisconsin, if I can picture it, because we drove in, it was late. We 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 came in a little too late. We, you know, we finally got into them little hick towns and eight around eight o'clock. All right. Now Madison, when we first came into Madison, because I took a wrong turn, got off the freeway, it reminds you of Minnehaha Falls. Y'all know, y'all niggas know from Minneapolis, no. It reminds you, not many, well, let me think. It reminds you of the 50s and the 60s. It, not over by Ricksfield, but kind of kind of by, it reminds you of going into Edina off of Nicollet. All those hills and stuff like that. It reminds you of them little houses and shit like that. It kind of reminds you of that. Kind of over there by Washburn a little bit. It reminds you of that. It And it reminds you of like downtown Edina. It really reminds you of that. 
I mean, Madison, you getting two, three hundred thousand. That's a major city. They got they got big paper out there. It don't look janky at all. It don't look janky at all. I, I actually had there was an IT company or some kind of company out there where if I would have known a little bit more Kubernetes, I probably could have landed at least 130. You know what I'm saying? But you know, they reached out to me and I don't know if I would have needed to travel to Madison, but it's a, it would have been a good four hour drive. You know, if I would have had to drive maybe, you know, once or once a year, whatever the case may be. But, um, it was a company that was doing very well. I don't remember the company. Let me see if I could pull the company up. Let me see if I could pull the company up. I'm just curious. And it's, a, it's some black folks out there, but I'm telling you, it's Wisconsin. So let me see if I could, let me see. Was it Epic? It might've been Epic. 